Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, on a Monday morning. A little bit of a light show to wake us up, but we're here, and it was definitely a show in Georgia over the weekend. Pretty crazy finish to the Masters. Your thoughts, sir? Well, T.D. Green, Scotty Scheffler, is wearing the green jacket and deserved to be led every single moment of that tournament. He's he's a guy, Mike, who is he's in the zone. That's what they call it in sports. He can't do anything wrong. He has played in six golf tournaments this year and won four of them. He's the number one golfer in the world, and he did not lose his focus in this. And this is a demanding event. It's uh, probably the paragon of all the major tournaments, and he never lost it. He uh, he was very interesting in his strategy. Went out and played the first two rounds very strong. Took an eight eight uh, stroke lead at one time, or it was eight under par, I should say. Was uh, raised that to eleven under par at one time, and then. Now, whether or not he did this on purpose or not, only he knows. But he kind of scaled back a little bit and played safe and said, hey, if the others are going to catch me, I've got a big lead here. Let them let them give it a try. And there were some who did. Cameron Smith and Rory McIlroy gave it a shot, but they never really threatened the guy. He played very careful. It's called laying up in golf, and that's, that's what he did and wins it with a 10-under par score, and that is pretty doggone good. Three-stroke victory over McIlroy. Played very, very well. Scheffler is, he's an All-American Texas. He's not a fluke on the tour. He's played well, but again, he is in the zone right now. And yeah, man. Everything right, and he, and, and hey, more power to him. Smart, he, smart, very smart well, player. Yeah, he is, but again, this only lasts for a while, and he's going to make the most of it. I remember very well when Johnny Miller was in the groove. It lasted about a year, won everything in sight, and then kind of faltered a little bit. Probably what's going to happen, and that's part of athletics. It's part of human nature, for one thing. But, hey, you can't deny it. The guy played great round of golf. He did look gorgeous in Georgia. Now, who cares about who actually won the Masters? How'd Tiger do? (laughs) The media continues to fawn all over Tiger Woods. Uh, He finishes 13 strokes over par, 23 shots back of the winner. Did he deserve to be there? Yeah, because he's a five-time Masters champion. Had he gotten himself completely ready? I got a kick out of a, a pre-tournament interview that Wood said, and one of the reporters asked him a perfectly good question that anybody would ask, do you think you can win? And he, yes, I can. Uh, he knew fully well that he wasn't ready for this. He had to. Woods is not a dumbbell. He physically went out and played the first round and was one under par at the end of the first 18 holes. Great. With three more to go. He's compromised from his auto accident of 14 months ago, number one. But over and above that, Mike, he was not ready for the mental challenge of playing. He had played practice rounds. Nine holes Monday, nine holes Tuesday, another nine on Wednesday. That's not walking 18 over a period of a weekend and playing in the high level of competition that the PGA Tour is and as the Masters is. And he knows what the pressures are. Wasn't ready for it. Had not had a tune-up tournament. Really needed to have them. Wasn't able to. You don't walk into a major challenge like the Masters and expect to compete. And uh, really, he did not. The final, actually, two and a half rounds. He started off okay on uh, Friday's round, but then began to falter. He was one over then. Six over on Saturday. And another six over on Sunday. He just really was not ready. 
Now, he's talking about playing in another major this year. Didn't say which one. There are three more to go. I doubt very much it's the PGA, which is next month in Tulsa. I doubt very much he plays in that one. U.S. Open in June in Brookline, Massachusetts. He could play. British Open. It's possible. If he's going to play in one more, I think it would be the U.S. Open. Please, Tiger, get ready. Play in a few tournaments and get yourself mentally sharp if, if you are able to. I think he's doing all right, and like I said, I mean, coming back after something like that and the time frame that he did, of course, he's got the money to get the trainers and all the help he needs, but you know what? It's incredible, Um, and uh, that definitely is some determination you should be proud of, but uh, all in all, that was pretty good Masters, and I think we all got a little bit of a good nap over the weekend (laughs) watching it. Uh, Last but not least, uh, we always make a joke, everyone in on the NBA playoffs, but uh, when all the teams start playing. Well, the actual playoffs begin uh, later on this week and the weekend, but there is a new wrinkle to the NBA, I should say, this year. And that new wrinkle is the play-in round. This is brand new. It's never happened before. It's part of their new contract that they have, and it's really kind of a pretty good idea in a way. What they're doing is taking their six teams, six teams in each conference, the East and the West, who qualify. They're automatically in, the first six. Seven through ten are going to play in what's called the play-in round. And that begins tomorrow. Seven plays eight, and nine plays ten. Well, why don't they balance it like they do in the Missouri Valley Conference or something like that? Reason why they don't. They're giving seven through eight a second chance. Here's the way it works. Seven plays eight. The winner, he's out. He's in. He's automatically in. That that winning team of that first game. The The loser gets a second chance. Nine plays ten. And the loser of that one's gone. So long to the season. The winner plays the loser two days later. And the winner of that one goes on to uh, the, the NBA playoffs as we know them. So it's giving, giving some teams a second chance to compete. It's a pretty good idea. It's going to raise some interest. Definitely going to raise some interest in its uh, following what you know college basketball has done. In a sense it is, but it's not one and done in this case because you get a second chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, everyone's in in the NBA playoffs <laughs> and had a pretty good opening week for baseball or opening weekend, if you will. Uh, how are the uh, Missouri teams looking so far? Well, the Missouri Cardinals teams uh, came away with a – actually, it's still going on. Both will play again tonight. I thought that the St. Louis Cardinals would not lose any games to the Pittsburgh Pirates – in this series, certainly, and maybe not this season. Well, that ended yesterday because the Pirates came away with the victory 9-4 over the Cardinals. Stephen Matz, who the Cardinals got from the New York Mets over the winter. And Matz is a very good pitcher, but he got shelled in the third inning. Pittsburgh came up with five runs against him, and the Pirates get the win. They play again this afternoon. Now, the Springfield Cardinals went over and watched them play in the opener on Friday night, and Mike, I've got to tell you, it was not comfortable over there at all. I know Windy you were cold. cold. <laughs> but the fact is, they had a pretty good crowd. Over 3,000 showed up. I was very impressed with the folks who did show up. And they stayed around, and they got a, <laughs> they got a hitting show out of it. The Springfield Cardinals can hit. They've got a lot of offense. Jordan Walker, who had a home run yesterday. First of all, Cardinals took two out of three from the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Pitching is still a little suspect. But, indeed, they they were able to hit the ball, won 14-10 on Saturday. They win yesterday by a score of 10 to 5. And Jordan Walker, who is the 19-year-old 6'5 kid from Georgia and an outstanding player, he's going to be a St. Louis Cardinal 
probably in the rather near future, and I'm talking about a year from now or maybe even two years from now, he got Nolan Arnado out there at third base. They're not going to replace him right away. But this kid, Walker, can play, hit a home run yesterday. That's his first. He's a big-time hitter, big-time player, and the team is pretty good. They've got some good component parts to them, but they do need to get their pitching and, and their defense a little bit more solid. But having said all that, Walker came up with a great play at third base in this game. So, indeed, they can play. Two out of three, play tonight in Little Rock. That's weather permitting. The Cardinals play the Pirates this afternoon up at Bush Stadium, again, weather permitting. Been great to hear baseball back. Uh, how the Royals doing? Well, the Royals had uh, fir- won the first two games from the Cleveland Guardians. Yesterday, kind of a different story. They put Chris Bubich on the mound, and he got lit up in the first inning. Six runs by Cleveland in the first. They had four more in the second inning, and to go on to a 17-3 smashing Aww. of the Royals. But it was the first loss. At Kansas City's two for one. They also play this afternoon up at Kauffman Stadium against the Cleveland Guardians. That'll be the concluding game of the series. The reason these games are Monday afternoon is each of them took Friday each, both the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. St. Louis Cardinals and the Royals, took Friday off to allow for opening day. So these are four-game series, and they do conclude this afternoon. Anyway, that was not a good start for Kansas City in terms of their game yesterday, but still, they can play. This is a very, very good Kansas City Royals ball club. Contender? Find out. But certainly a team that's going to win their share of games. Any uh, surprises so far in the league? I know it's early, but uh, anything over the weekend you saw that kind no, of... No, it's, it's way too early to make any kind of determination at all. These are the first games of the season, but really the Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Guardians, Royals, Minnesota Twins, these are all very solid baseball teams. They can all play. should be a, a good race. So you're thinking it might be a little bit leaning towards the American League. Well, in terms of power, yeah, mm, I'm a national. Yeah, well, I know you are, but I'm just saying. I mean, (laughs) it's interesting to see how that uh, pendulum swings, and it do swing. Uh, Let's talk about college baseball here for a second. Uh, How do our Springfield college teams do? For the Bears, not very well. They were in Dallas, played nationally ranked Dallas Baptist. This is the opener of the Missouri Valley Conference season. Bears lose all three games, all high scoring games, and the Bears are kind of. Micro uh, micro view of the Springfield Cardinals because the Missouri State Bears can hit the ball. They have plenty of offense. They're pitching very suspect. Saturday's game to Dallas Baptist, the Bears lost 17 to 16. Okay, yesterday the Bears have a 7 to 3 lead in the game and then get outscored 14 to nothing down the stretch, and Dallas Baptist wins it 17 to 7. So Dallas Baptist takes all three games. The Bears take off tonight, play Oral Roberts here in town tomorrow evening at Hammonds Field, and then have Evansville in for a weekend series, again a conference series. So indeed, maybe the Bears get a chance to get well against the Aces. We'll find out. Drury took three out of four from Rockhurst, and the Drury Panthers are now 24-9 and on the year. Good team. They can do a lot of things. A very good, uh, very good college baseball program that Chris Nasby has put together over at Drury. Well, hey, baseball's back, and that's a great thing because that means it's getting warmer, and you know what? (laughs) That puffy jacket, I think, is finally, after Friday night, back in the closet. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it stays there. Ned, you have a good day and stay dry.